thank you for listening to the Full of Joy podcast today. I am Francesca Borman, a joy and self-development influencer and your host for today. So I am back to continue my new series, The Interviews. I'm sharing how five female entrepreneurs launched, marketed, pivoted, overcame, and brought joy to others through their online businesses. And I really wanted to create a series that was for women and from women. So I chose these women because none of them are doing the same thing. Each of them have their own path, their own desires that they're following. So in this series, the interviews, I interview five different women entrepreneurs to hear their stories and really hear about how they all got started. One of the most commonly asked questions that I get is how do I get started? I want to start a YouTube channel. How do I start? Or I want to open a boutique. How do I start? Or, you know, I feel like I have a passion for others or I want to serve women, but I don't know where to start. So this series is for you, the girl who wants to start, the girl who wants to launch her idea into a thriving business, a business that serves a purpose, that fills you up with excitement and creativity. This is for the girl inside of you that wants to get started. So here is how these girls got started, overcame self-doubt, and grew their businesses all online. Before we get started with today's episode, please take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways with me on social by tagging me at Francesca X and at Full of Joy Podcast on Instagram. And if you're feeling generous, please leave a review. Let me know what you're loving, what you want to listen to, potential guests. I always read them and it always gives me ideas for what to record the next episode on. Today's guest is Carrington McFarland of Currently Carrington. So Carrington is an influencer marketing coach and she is a master at marketing and using your resources to your maximum potential. So she helps bloggers, brands, influencers, and so many others know their influence and then use their social media as a tool to help them grow. Carrington is no joke. She is an expert on all things social media. And let me tell you, you're just going to love her. So she works really hard and she has learned how to pivot fast in an industry that is always changing. And she shares so much good insider knowledge with us today and her take on starting an online business. It's really interesting and relatable. So grab your notepad and a pen because Carrington does not hold back and you're going to want to take a lot of notes. So let's Let's jump into it. Let me just let me just tell this to the people listening. Oh my gosh. Carrington is the real deal. <laughs> like you are just so good at everything you do and your content is so inspirational, so valuable. I'm just so excited to hear your story. So you are an influencer marketing coach. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, is that new to you? Like, I want to know your whole story. Like, how did you really get into, you know, even sharing anything on Instagram? Yeah. What did that whole startup look like for you? Yeah. So I was like, I want to try to make this as like short as possible, but it is a a long story. Um, So it's actually funny because one of my um, followers had asked me that, like, hey, how long have you been doing this? And I told them that I had started in like 2012 and they were like, oh my gosh, like you're not new to the game. Like you're true yeah. to the game. And I was like, yes, that is my new motto. Like, I don't know why I don't have that in my bio, but it was so good. Like it made me be like, yes, I am an expert out here. Like, everything. Um, but yeah, I actually did start in 2012 and an old boss of mine 
had started working for a local jewelry store. She was a manager at a local jewelry store and it was ran by two men and they wanted to get in front of a new audience, but they were like, we're, you know, as guys, like there's only so much we can talk about jewelry. Like there's only so much that like women will trust us with or whatever. And it's like, but they knew that social media, which was so funny because back then, like it was so rare for anybody to get paid on social media. You can really take it seriously like that. But they had pitched this idea to her and they were just like, we know social media is going to be really important, but we need somebody that could almost be like the face of our company and like run our social media. And like when we have events, like she would be out and about, you know, like to be able to like fill a void that we can't, you know, just like we can't fill. And so they told her that. And she was like, we don't even have to interview anybody because the perfect girl for this job is at my old job. (laughs) So she like reached out to me and was like, would you be interested in doing this? And mind you, like we worked at a bank before like this job. And she just was like, I know you'd be great at this because like I was the one at the bank that was like wearing cardigans with maxi dresses and like wasn't wearing like a black suit and like all this stuff, like red lipstick. Like she just knew that like if somebody could do this job, it would be me. And so I knew I started working there and I filled like all of those roles. Like I did their social media management. I was like a stylist for them. So then if there were events that like our customers were going to, I would like help them with their jewelry and like loan the jewelry out and then they would bring it back. I would go to events, you know, like that they couldn't go to. It was just like this whole like legit influencer job before influencing was even really a thing interesting yeah and so I was like getting paid to do that and when I would tell people they would never believe that that was the job that I did (laughs) um just because it was so like just so different like it was so different especially back then and then um I worked with them for a good like maybe two and a half almost three years and then we were moving so that was like a whole thing of why I didn't stay with that job Um, but then in 2016 after, well, I had Bentley in 2015, but in 2016, a little bit after I had had her, I just felt like I needed to reconnect like with myself again. Um, and that's a whole nother rabbit hole of like motherhood and like all of that, but you feel like you need to get back to doing stuff for you. And for me, that was always fashion and just like all those things. And questions that I would always get is like, where do you get Bentley's clothes? Like, you guys always look so cute. Like, how is a newborn wearing a leather jacket? Like a whole (laughs) like thing, right? And so I was like, maybe I should start blogging again. And I would have family and friends who like followed my blog when I worked for the jewelry company. And they were like, are you ever going to start doing that again? Like, that was so great. And so I was like, you know what? Let me blog again. But of course, from 2012 to 2016, that was a completely different ball game. More people were getting paid. It was becoming more legit, you know? And so I knew like immediately, like if I was going to do it, like I needed to do it, you know, and like turn it into something like real pretty much. And so I've been just like out here in these internet streets (laughs) consistently since then. And it's changed and it's evolved. Like it was at first going to be a mom and many thing. I had like a completely different name that was not the move for me or Bentley. So I pivoted to just me. 
Um, and so I just did, you know, like fashion and I was still doing um, like at home styling for clients and stuff. And then I would get questions from people about social media and they always wanted to know, like, how are you so consistent and your content is just like at this like different level of quality and like you're working with brands and you don't have this huge following. And then that's when I knew like that could be something too, you know, like when you're starting out in the space, it's so hard to get reliable resources. Other influencers don't want to share, you know, like their knowledge. They kind of want to hold that to themselves, you know, which you respect, but that was just lacking in the community. And so I'm like, hey, I'm clearly doing something that people want to know about. And why don't I just like make that another extension of my business? So that's how it's kind of like moved into now this more like coaching space and influencing like hybrid situation that we're in now in like 2020. <laughs> I told you, I was like, it could be a short story, but it's going to be a long story. Like, no, I love to hear that. I mean, I just have so many questions um, <laughs> and yeah, you are doing it. You are for sure doing it. So congrats to you on you. deciding to go for it and like letting yourself thrive in this space. Cause you truly are thriving and Thank everyone you. can see your honesty and your vulnerability and your value that you bring. So I want to ask, you talk about consistency a lot. And I know that in your coaching, you talk about that too, and like how important it is and like how to do it right. And you give so many tips on being consistent and offering value in your content. Can you talk a little bit about like how to remain relevant? Yeah. Cause you're so good at that. Even with all your pivoting, you know, you still just keep coming out on top and like the algorithm keeps favoring you. Like <laughs> you about this. Yeah. So here's the tea about consistency. I think a big misconception with it is that a lot of people think that means like, oh my gosh, I, that means I need to be posting every day and showing up every day and on every social media platform and just like, go, 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 go. And it's actually the opposite. Like, yes, consistency is a lot about like the quantity of what you're posting, but it's also about the quality of what you post. Because when you think about, you know, like big brands that you recognize, there's something about like their level of marketing where every single time, you know, it's them. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that it's in front of your face all the time, but they just made like such a strong point about their business and their brand that you just know, like you just know. And so I try to teach that to like my clients when it comes to them figuring out what consistency is and really diving into like, what does that look like for you? Because that's not going to look the same for everyone. And you'll go crazy, you know, trying to post at the same time and making sure that you're using the right hashtags and like just all of these things and like all of this burnout. But when you finally say like, okay, if I was doing this on my terms and like realistically with like the way my life is set up, you know, what does that look like? And that's when the consistency really, really starts to click, you know? And so it's more than just like, oh, I'm here posting up every day and showing up. And it's like, if you are, that's great. But just making sure that like the quality of your content is there too, whether that's in like branding that you're using or topics that you're talking about regularly, or, you know, even just responding, you know, to your uh, online community and the DMs and like stuff like that, like the comments, Mm -hmm. like your audience wants to be able to like depend almost on your content and that it would be kind of the same when they like come to it. So yeah, like I think that's the disconnect sometime with consistency. Everyone wants to do the quantity, but nobody's really talking about like what that quality of consistent content looks like too. 
Yes. That is such a good way to think about that. Like I'm thinking, you know, every time I post or every time you post like an IGTV or Instagram story or anything, you always use the same colors and like same fonts, pinks. I love it. (laughs) And you're, you have like your, you know, just your consistent IGTV series that you have. I think it's called um, current content talk. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's just, it's really genius and definitely overlooked those you know, those points of it. So yeah, that's such a great tip. Thank you for sharing that. I know there's yeah. just so much that you can share, <laughs> um, but I kind of, I want to ask about too. So since you didn't really have a background in influencer marketing or in modeling or, yeah, you know, I know you love to write. Um, but for people that are just starting out or if they're already a business owner, but want to now use Instagram, because it is, it's basically free marketing for whatever business you want to create. Yeah. Um, so for people that are just starting out, like, what would you say would be things you need to invest in, like your coaching and things that you can kind of do at home, like taking pictures to do it yourself? Like what should you invest in to make, you know, make the most impact? Yeah. So I always feel like if you can do it on the bare minimum, you can do anything. (laughs) And I feel like with businesses, especially in the online space, everyone wants to go all in on the bells and whistles. So they're like, my website needs to be on point. Like it needs to be an aesthetically aesthetic feed, like the whole situation, which is great. But I think sometimes when you're getting into it, you start to measure your success against people who have been doing it for a long time and forgetting that they didn't start out with like this cutesy branding and like where they're at now, like they had to start with the bare minimum. And so I think about even with my own personal journey, like when I was blogging, even for those, uh, the business. And when I finally started again on my own, like Josh was taking my pictures on my phone, you know, like that was just it. I would be like, Oh, I have this cute outfit today. Like on my way to work. Could you please take this for me in front of like a garage? Like that was what it was. And he did that. Like he thugged it out with me for that for a long time, but that didn't change, you know, like, again, like we were talking about earlier, like my messaging or like why I was showing up and like that type of stuff. So I think like, it's so important in the very beginning to get really clear on like why you're doing it who you're trying to connect with, like who you want to reach and then make investments that make sense. So it's like, if you're a business or you're a micro influencer and say, maybe you do want to have like better photography because you feel like that would level up and get you more clients or more brands do that, invest in that. I think photography is always worth the investment. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to go out and buy cameras and do this whole ring light situation, you know, either. Um, I feel like if anything, this year for sure has taught a lot of business owners like how to do so much more on less, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're the person you're trying to connect with, they honestly don't even really notice a lot of that extra stuff that we're mm-hmm. trying to do. They're there because they love our personalities, you know, they're there because they stand behind our products or whatever it is we're selling. And so I think sometimes that gets really lost a lot in the beginning. Um, but yeah, like you said, coaching is always so important whether you're hiring like a social media manager for your business or whether you're hiring a coach to figure out, you know, like what does the business aspect of it look like? Because for me, I'm 100% creative. I'm an Enneagram seven. So I'm all about that. Like, 
I have all of the ideas, but I'm not that other side of the brain where it gets really analytical and like data and like, you need to be writing down how much money is going in and out and like that type of stuff. And so I hired, you know, a sales coach to help me with that type of stuff because I knew that's where I lacked in my business. And if I wanted to be taken seriously and like teach others and move myself forward and move their brands forward, like I had to take that step myself, you know? Mm. And just figuring out like what type of investments make sense along the way. But yeah, like, but again, like if you can just do it with like as little as possible, you can literally do anything (laughs) for sure. I love to hear that. There is so much inspiration out there and so many people to learn from, but yeah, everyone is at a different spot and everyone is comfortable either asking for help or wanting to do it on their own. And yeah, it's just, there's so much with being a creative person. Um, I want to ask about, I know you talk a lot about pitching for micro influencers and how Mm -hmm. to pitch to brands. And now that you are a successful coach, you kind of have to pitch yourself to new clients a lot, Um, which is for me would be very intimidating. And I know you have so much confidence and it's like real and honest and (laughs) so deserved. Yeah. Um, But how do you kind of like remain this like confident um, you know, this confident currently Carrington yeah, and put yourself out there and be vulnerable, kind of te- like, take me through your techniques and any tips that you have about pitching. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing with pitching and that's like something that I like have been doing from the beginning, you know, um, especially when you're thinking about like pitching and maybe you have a smaller following and that's something that kind of might get in the way of you putting yourself out there because you're like, oh, I only have, you know, like a thousand followers or 5,000 followers, or I don't even have a swipe up. So like, why would anybody want to work with me? But I'm like, that's like, it's like you, you almost have to do reverse psychology on yourself sometimes. Um, because one, one aspect of it is, like right now we can barely be in a room with 10 people. So the fact that you have 5,000 people that follow you on a regular basis, like, let's be real. Like I had a friend um, who recently hit like this crazy amount of a following, maybe even almost a hundred thousand followers. And she was like, we could fill a football stadium. Like if every single one of you showed up and I was speaking, it would be in a football stadium. And I thought like, that's such good perspective, you know, when we're thinking about like metrics and stuff. And so when you you realize like, oh, like if I was in a room of a thousand people, if I was in a room of 5,000 people, like I'd be kind of shook, like, oh my goodness, you know, but it's like, but we do that every day when we're showing up online and like sharing what we're sharing with our audiences. And so I try to think about that whenever I'm pitching or encouraging my clients to pitch, because it's like, from a brand perspective, they want to get in front of as many people as possible. And they're not necessarily going to be tapped into your audience. So you already have that going for you, you know, Mm -hmm. when you decide that you want to start putting yourself out there and pitching. And then also just remembering like, the things that make your account like really special and like what's working when it comes to your content, I think is really important too, because that's automatically going to like hype you up to be able to show the value, you know, when you're out there pitching yourself. 
a big mistake that a lot of micro influencers make when they are pitching is basically being like, I'd love to work with you, like talking to this brand or whatever. Like, I'd love to work with you, but like, I know I have a small following and like, this is this. And like, they kind of lead with like the negative, even though to me, that's not, but like they lead with the negativity. And I think I had heard somebody say before that you almost have to use like the Eminem, like eight mile approach where when he was able to rap again at the end, like he called out all those things, you know, of like what, <laughs> what people would say about him basically to be like, look, yes, I know all of this, but this is why I'm the best. And so it's like that same approach with pitching. It's like, okay, yes, I might have this smaller following, but my engagement rate is this, or whenever I post this type of content, like it gets so many shares, it gets so many saves and just really diving into like, okay, this is what works every single time in my content. And this is why like this will work for you and like your brand and what you need um, and everything like that. <laughs> I can like go in on this every day, all day, but like, you know, you know, I see you shaking your head like, yes, yes, yes. yes. I can tell this is just flowing through you. It uh -huh. is so beautiful. Um, <laughs> so you are currently, currently doing hype homeschool for your daughter right now. So you are a mom, you're a teacher now, you're a wife, full-time job doing this. God knows what else you got going on. Right how do you do it all? What are your skills? Are you super good at time management? Are you good at delegating? Like, do you have an assistant? Do you have a team? How do you yeah. do this? Yeah. So it's me, myself, and I, <laughs> that's my team. Josh will hear me like talking to myself sometimes. And he's like, so you're in another staff meeting, I'm assuming. And I'm like, yes. All right. Let me get my thoughts out. Let me get my thoughts together. Leave me like, leave me and my little team alone. Um, but yeah, like I would say one of the skills that has helped me a lot that I've learned to probably like hone in better on is time management. Um, I don't know if you've seen like my stories where on Sundays, sometimes I'll show my planner yeah. and I, or like the first of the week, like Mondays, I'll usually have like my rundown of stuff that I'm doing during the week, but that in itself helps me so much. Cause I feel like there's really no such thing as like balancing it's like, you're either all in on something or you're not. Like that's where I'm at right now. And so I had to kind of like learn really early, especially after Bentley was born, that like whatever I can give 100% at that time, give 100%. And there's always going to be things that like fall off, but that doesn't mean that you don't have the opportunity to come back around to those things later. Mm -hmm. And so like, for me, like you said, hype homeschool was not even supposed to be a thing this year. Bentley was going to go to kindergarten. I was going to be drinking mimosas every day. We were <laughs> going to meet up and get like margaritas and tacos or something. Like I had it all planned and like ready to go. And then when I found out that she was going to be home doing school, like virtually, I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, you know, but that's one thing I've learned, especially even not even just in business, but in life, is that like the minute you feel like you have it together, something shifts, something pivots. And the faster that you can make those adjustments, then the better, you know, the better it will be. Cause I could still be, I mean, now we're a couple months into her homeschooling and I'm like being home and stuff. And it's been going great. Like I could have sulked and complained and still been upset about it. I did that for probably about a week. And then I finally was like, that's not helping her. That's not helping me. 
and we got to figure this out, you know? And so I like adjusted hours that I was available for clients. And this is when I can show up, you know, like even if that's once a week on Instagram, like I'm showing up and putting out the best content I can. And then it's like, see y'all next week or whatever. (laughs) And like being okay with that, you know, and being happy with that. Um, So yeah, that's what's been really, really helpful. I feel like lately <laughs> for everything um and we'll yeah see, definitely we'll see in the next six months what changes or if anything <laughs> else changes not only do. knows yeah I can tell that you are definitely good at rolling with the punches and you do work fast when you see opportunities you definitely work fast I even yeah. saw I was scrolling through your Instagram today and I never even saw this um <laughs> this feature on Instagram of course you are using it already it looks like maybe it's a blog feature or something like across the oh, top where you press like is it guides is that what it is I think I yeah saw that. Mm-hmm. that is so cool yeah that's new like that's probably within the last month or so it's like mm-hmm. super super new um for guides yeah I I really like it and it's funny too because a client of mine the minute guides came out, she like messaged me and was like, oh my gosh, is this something new? I'm going to have to learn. Like, why does Instagram keep doing this to us? They're giving us stuff that like, we're not asking for. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I feel you and I see you. And I'm like, but this is probably the best thing that Instagram could have provided as far as like out of real stories, like all of those things, just because like, when you think about your Instagram content, it doesn't live very long, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's very rare for someone to go back to look for something that you posted. Like you said, you were like, I didn't even see this, you know, like before Um, and everything, unless they're like intentionally saving it. But I have so many things that I've saved that I still didn't go back, you know, like to look at, I was like, oh, I'm going to save this. And then I never end up going back to it. So this is a good way to kind of like, keep your really, really important um, Instagram content like in one spot. So that way, if there's something that you're like a series or something that you have that you're talking about regularly, you could send somebody the guide and then they could scroll through. Like, it's almost like you said, like a mini blog post type of like feature and everything. So my guide is my unpopular opinion series that I had started earlier this year. And that's been the most popular content, the most like unpopular opinions, most popular content (laughs) um, for like my, um, for my content this year. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll just make this, you know, into a guide. So then that way people can go back to it, you know, for like future reference, or if somebody asks me a specific question and I covered it, then they can go through and see like what else I have. So yeah, like I'm like, I'm planning on that series staying. So it just made sense to kind of like lump that all together. But it's it's really cool though. It is like, I know a lot of businesses are able to use it to kind of almost put all their products together. You know, if they have like different releases or if they're doing like gift guides and like that type of stuff, influencers have been using it. If they have like specific tips that they share in like skincare or like beauty or reviews and everything. So there's so much potential with it, especially if you don't have a website, like that's basically your first like foot into what that would be like for sure. Oh yeah. Sounds like it really helps categorize. Yes. Yep. Um, So you are so smart. Thank you. (laughs) And just, you're so good at like making things simple, which I think is such a tough job. So I do for being really good at that. Um, So did you have any mentors or did you like take any courses or yeah, did you learn from? Tell me about that. Yeah. 
So the first um, investment that I had made in my business was, I want to say 2018, maybe the end of 2017, 2018. And that was the sales coach that I had mentioned earlier. Her name is Jerisha Hawk. And I had found her through like another like Facebook group that I was in. And she had did like a live guest coaching about like different sales strategies. And at that point in my business, I had just uh, rebranded to currently Carrington. And I knew I eventually wanted to move into that kind of like coaching space. And I was like, just charging for like 60 minute calls and stuff. But I'm like, if I want this to be like legit, like I have to take it seriously. And I, but I just didn't know what that looked like. And that's what she's an expert in her, um, her group coaching program is services that sell. And that's one of the best investments that I had made because it's like a hybrid of a course, but then she also does like monthly coaching calls and she has a Facebook group and stuff. And mm -hmm. the amount of times that I've been able to go back, like not even just do the course once, but go back and do it again. Every time that I refine my business, like that pays for itself, you know, yeah. and then like, yeah. on top of like the different type of strategies that she has and then me being able to implement them and see results and like make the money back that I spent and just like all that stuff like it's legit it's really really legit so that was one of the first investments that I had made that was like really really worth it and I feel like you know that really helped me shape the business like coaching side mm -hmm. um the other investment that I made which was actually more recent, like this time last year. And then again, this year is I worked with a mindset coach. Um, so I don't know if you know, Topsy Vandenbosch, but she used to live here in Michigan, but she just moved to California, but she is a mindset coach and she's a mental health therapist. And there's so much, especially, I don't care if you're like an online entrepreneur, a uh, micro-influencer, small business owner, you get in your own head. Like you're the one that gets in your way the most. I feel like, at least I find that with me. Girl, <laughs> yes. so I'll have all of the ideas and I'm so happy to have all the ideas and I know what I want my next steps to be, but then I won't move. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I not moving? Like I have all the moving parts. Like why am I not moving? And a lot of it has to do with your mindset. Like you almost psych yourself out. And so when I started finding that in my business, I was like, I have to address this. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to move forward. And so she had a um, mini course that was called escape the thought spiral, which I think she still has. And that was great because it was group coaching at the time. And that was awesome to be able to hear other people's stories and know that you weren't alone and how you felt and just kind of figuring out like, what are the triggering things, you know, for me that make me stop, but that I need to push through, you know, or like, how can I not get to that point where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna quit today <laughs> or whatever. Like, this was great. I put in almost a decade of work, but we're done. <laughs> like, we're done. And yeah, so it's like, once you finally figure out those types of things, that's like, like that's priceless, you know, that's yeah. priceless. And so I was able to work with her again this summer on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And that was like the best thing because I wanted to launch a group coaching program, but I was so nervous about it. I was so scared to do it. And I think this actually might be one of your questions of like the best advice that you'd received or like a quote or something. And she told me that I needed to take more messy action because I'm a perfectionist. And 
I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you know, I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you want everything to be by the book. Like you want to do X, Y, Z and then see X, Y, Z result. And that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so like, I just said to you earlier, like do the bare minimum and figure it out. She's like, that's what you need to do. Do the bare minimum <laughs> and figure it out. And that was like the best advice that I received. And the minute I did that, like I started being like, I'm just going to show up how I want to show up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't care about it looking a certain way, like whatever, that's when I started to see results that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now that's my thing. Like, I'm just like, we're taking messy action. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm doing that like all the time now. And that was like one of the best pieces of advice that I had gotten in a long time. Um, but yeah, but it just shows like how important it is. Like, even if you're the expert in your space, you still need an expert. <laughs> like you still yes. need an expert. Um, and it's like, you can kind of get in your own way of being like, like you said, it's hard to ask for help or to recognize that you might need help because you're like, I'm seen a certain way online. And so if I admit that I need help, then like, does that discredit everything that I've been doing, you know? Yes. Um, but it actually does. And it actually empowers you, you know, like it empowers you to be able to empower your audience and your clients. And just like, it's crazy. It's wild. Like, it's so like, it's so much deeper than just like, I'm giving my money to somebody, you know, like it's an investment, like for long-term. And those are the two that I'm just like, I'm like, yeah. And anytime anybody asks me, Hey, who should I work with? I always say those two. Like, I'm like, I don't care what you do work with them, <laughs> figure yeah. it out with them. Yeah. Cause they just made such a big like impact for me, like in my business. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it. I'll definitely link to those two girls and then your um, group coaching in the show notes. So I want to hear a little bit more about the group coaching. I think you call it intentional influence. Yeah. So I, um, I actually changed the name messy action. I changed the name like on a dime. Um, so yeah, so now it's called know your influence, but it just, um, wrapped up actually last week which I like cannot believe. Cause again, I worked myself up about it so much. And then before I knew it, it was already done. And I was like, that's what I was freaking out about. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was it always seems impossible until it's done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that went really well. And I couldn't have asked for like a better group to start with. I had a couple of past clients join and I had a new client join. So that was really good. But, um, it was six weeks and every week we dove into like a different mistake that micro influencers make when they're pitching to brands and trying to navigate that. And so every week we talked about like, this is this mistake, this is this mistake. And it started, you know, as early as like making sure that you know your numbers and like which ones work for you and which ones are like vanity metrics that don't matter pretty much. Like all the way up to like, this is how you execute, you know, like your partnerships after you get the partnership. Like, yeah, it's great you finally got the partnership but baby girl you still got work to do (laughs) like yes you're about to get that money but you still got work to do or whatever so yeah so like just taking them through that process of like you have to be so solid in your content before you know a brand can co-sign that you know pretty much and like really figuring out like okay do you want to just receive product or do you want to be paid or do you want to do a little bit of both and like I had some girls that had never made a media kit before. And so they ended up making their first media kit and they're sending them out now, you know, Um, and everything. So yeah, like it was a really, really, really cool experience like for me, but then I'm like, I'm waiting to get all of their feedback. But even from them, they're like, 
just the transparency of you like showing us, you know, like pitches that you sent out or like, this is how much I've made for this type of, you know, um, content just to give them some type of like parameter or like an average of like what is usually um, normal. Like if you're hearing this, that's not the move. But if you're hearing this, that is the move, <laughs> like, you know, type <laughs> thing or whatever and stuff too. So yeah, it was really cool. And I can't wait to bring it back again. I'm, I'm planning on bringing it back in the spring. Okay. So yeah, I'm like so excited about it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'll definitely keep my audience updated on your whole yeah. timeline. So yeah. I want to talk too about, I think that you're really good at knowing your clients, mm-hmm. but also you're very inclusive. And I think you don't ever like cut any group out of yeah. your content. Like yeah. you really speak to everybody. Yeah which is hard to do. And it's also hard to find your, you know, typical clientele. Yeah. Um, How did you kind of get comfortable in that space where like you decided like, I am going to be an influencer marketing coach, but I'm also this personality on Instagram. Like, how did you do that? Me in general, just my personality, when we used to be out here in these real world streets, (laughs) I would uh, like really just kind of talk to anybody. Like, I remember being out with a boss before, like we had to go somewhere in between something for our work. And we were like at a store and people were just naturally talking to me. And she's like, do you know these people? And I'm like, no. And she's like, this isn't normal. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I go to the store and nobody talks to me. Like we go to the store, everyone's like, cute jacket. Like, like just talking to me. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I give off some type of vibe. Like, I'm like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I just feel like I always have been like, a welcoming like yeah I don't know like just like I'm always welcoming like I always want to start a conversation and stuff like that I think I've always wanted to be a talk show host or something like if I wasn't doing this this is what I like this is what I would do type of thing um and everything like when I was in high school I was in um on yearbook on the yearbook staff and everything so like yeah so I like I would just interview people you know like for the yearbook and like take their photo like it wasn't a big deal to me so I think that like naturally translates when it comes to my content where I'm like yes I have days where I'm like I do not feel like being on my stories today I do not feel like doing a video or anything but at the same time I know every time I do it I I have awesome conversations in the dms and like that helps me to be able to make sure that I'm creating the content that like my audience needs um and everything too a lot of my content just comes from, you know, questions that I'm asked, like I'm always listening, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, if I'm getting certain questions a lot, whether it's from my existing clients or someone who's in my DMs that just wants to know what I do or like, whatever, I'm like, this is what I need to be talking about. Or even just staying on top of like, you know, kind of what's trending in the um, social media space. And like, what is my unpopular opinion about it? Because I feel like I always find myself on that side of things. Yeah, Um, It's like, yeah, this is great. But like, did you think about this? (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, let's talk about this part of it. Okay. Like, you know, and so I think that's kind of where all of that like comes from sometimes too. And then even, um kind of like challenging myself like the two coaches that I mentioned earlier I love I loved working with them so much because they challenged me to do things that like I wasn't comfortable doing or I knew I was supposed to be doing and was just kind of like well (laughs) there it is and we're just gonna keep walking past it every day (laughs) 
like, or whatever. Um, so now like, that's the approach. I'm like, Hey, if I respond to that, like my audience probably responds to that too. Like you naturally draw in people who are like you. And so I like, so now like I adapt my content that way. It's like, you know what? I want to challenge you, you know, on that. Like, why aren't you showing your face on social media? Like, if you had a storefront, you would not welcome anybody that came in the door. So what's the difference, you know, like if you're online and everything too. So like, just kind of like making people think about things in a different way. I think that that's been like really helpful that I've been able to kind of like tap into a little bit lately. And that's what gets the most like response. And like you said, different types of people just like coming forward and being like, Hey, like, I feel that like Mm -hmm. I had someone in my DMS the other day, like, stop yelling at me. Like, Oh my God, my (laughs) stories. Because they were like, everything you said was, is me and nobody's like asked me this, but you just said it today and you were yelling at me and I had to DM you. <laughs> and I'm like, here we are. Welcome. How, how can I help you? How can I, I feel help that you? I, li- I am, I'm that person. Literally. <laughs> yes. Your stories always speak to me. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me, I think we met probably in 2017 I don't know if you remember, but we met at this, um, like outdoor fashion show downtown. Yes. yes I remember. Yes. I went alone to this fashion yes. show. Yeah. I didn't live here. So we live in the same area now and I didn't live here yet. And I didn't know anybody. And I was meeting our friends, Ashley and Kristen there, but they weren't there yet. So I was just there alone, literally didn't know anybody. And then I saw you walk up. I think Josh was with you. And I saw you walk up and I was like, I have to meet Carrington. Like I have just loved your content for so long. And I just walked up to you and I was like, hi, Carrington. I follow you and I love you. (laughs) And you were so welcoming. And ever since then, I'm like, I could just feel a connection to you. And I just really enjoyed it. It's such a funny memory. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. I was thinking about that today because I remember meeting you at that fashion show. And I remember you had your short haircut and I was like, she is so cool. Like when I saw you, like before you even came over and said anything, like you were just like, so cool. I could just tell, I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is too cool to probably even like, even me. I was like, maybe I should go talk to her. Like I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever and stuff so yeah that is so funny and then I was thinking about too like we we met each other then but we didn't really see each other a lot you know from between then or whatever and then the most time we spent together was at your wedding (laughs) (laughs) and I was like happen like how does that even happen but I remember when Josh told me that he was going to be DJ for you guys and I was like yes like I finally get to kind of hang out with her on the biggest day of her life (laughs) Like this is great. I was like, this is great. This is great. And so yeah, I was like, I felt like I really got to know you like in that time or (laughs) that was just awesome. I love it though. Yeah, we met in 2017 and literally that was only three, four years ago. But we are both in such different spots now. Yeah. Just total 360, 360, 360. Yes. So if your older self could say something to you right now to kind of inspire you or give you some guidance or I don't know, give you some hope about the future. What do you think she would tell you? My older self? Yeah. I think she would probably say thanks for starting Mm -hmm. because I think that that's the hardest part of like whatever you do is just starting because you're so worried about like, all of these possibilities that probably aren't going to happen. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know. I feel like I always play out worst case scenarios in my mind, which is really weird as an Enneagram seven, (laughs) playing out like some worst case scenarios sometimes like this could happen or this could happen or this could happen. And it's like, it could, 
but like we need to do something to see what happens too, you know? And so I think my older self would say that, like, thank you for finally showing up to the party and starting because like just making that that decision and doing that could like led to so much, you know, between like yeah. when it happened and then wherever I would be <laughs> um, when, that, when she would say that. Um, but yeah, I think that that's probably what what I'd say. <laughs> wow. That's so simple, but powerful. Literally. Yeah. That's so you that couldn't be <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> well, I have just enjoyed talking to you so much. So can you tell us where we can find you? What's your Instagram handle? What's your website? Tell us all about it. Yeah. So pretty much at currently Carrington everywhere, like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, like all the tea. Um, I do have a Twitter account that I just post like random stuff sometimes, but that's just like super like, like if you want random stuff, go there like for sure. <laughs> uh, but my website is currently carrington.com. And yeah, that's where you can find me. I'll be restarting my um, current content talk series soon. That'll be at the top of the new year, which I'm really excited about. It'll be season four. And I think I'm moving it to Instagram live. So nice. I was doing it just IGTV, but I, I like, even for me, I'm like, I got to switch some stuff up. So I think I'm going to do it Instagram live, but then save them, um, for like future for IGTV. So yeah, that's kind of like what's immediately on deck <laughs> once the new year like starts. Amazing. Yes. Everybody go follow currently Carrington because it's so valuable. So thank, thank you, you so much Carrington for talking yeah. to us and your story. You're so inspirational. Thank you. <laughs>